Hello, everybody. Mackenzie here coming at you with your next installment of our episode by episode review of the new hit musical comedy show, Schmigadoo. In each of these episodes, uh, Autumn and I, or just myself, uh, have been breaking down the events of the episode, the songs, the new characters we get to meet it. And we also get to point out all the fun Golden Age musical Easter eggs that you find throughout this show because that's the era of musicals that the show is pulling heavily from and this episode is no exception so why don't we get into episode four so this episode begins with a flashback and the flashback is of josh and melissa fleeing an off off broadway play which is being done in the lonely room theater which is a little reference to oklahoma and judd fry and this production starred their friend and it featured him getting naked. So they were very quick to bolt out of there when they realized that. And then outside, as the snow starts to fall, uh, they express their love for each other and kiss. We then cut back to present day in Schmigadoon. And Josh becomes Emma Tate's new handyman in exchange for lodging, as he is still searching for a place after Mildred Layton kicked them out of all the local establishments. Meanwhile, Melissa starts working as a nurse for Doc Lopez. And he turns out to be very tyrannical and very conservative. He prevents his parents from boring his surgical lubricant, which they wanted to use for obvious personal bedroom reasons. Uh, then he refuses to assist a pregnant young woman, Nancy, and her boyfriend, which really starts to infuriate Melissa, who was a bit smitten when she first met up, but now she's realizing there's some flaws here. Then we cut back to Josh, whose first day of work as a Hindi man at the schoolhouse does not start well. He's disruptive to the class and quickly gives up on his first task he's assigned, which is fixing a jammed door, which Emma immediately calls him on. And she leads the class in a song about sticking to things and seeing them through. And that's the song with all of your heart, which is a big rousing classroom tap dancing number. We then see Emma's brother, Carson, who we've seen throughout the show as the lisping boy, uh, is not participating in the song. And that's because he's bullied for his lisp. And so he chooses not to participate and just stands with Josh instead. Then we see at the Schmigadoon multi-faith bake sale, Mayor Menlove and Reverend Layton, Mildred's husband, are connecting at the bake sale. Uh, and that's because... Uh, Mayor Menlove buys a some rhubarb squares from Reverend Layton, and they actually even end up sharing a square together. And this heavily implies that there's some type of connection between the two of them. And Mildred, from afar, notices this and is clearly unhappy about this blossoming connection they have. Then we see Melissa uh, outside of work seeking out Nancy and, and her boyfriend in their little shock house. And Melissa gives them a sex education lesson because nobody's given the talk to them. So she does a whole sound and music do re mean spell number called vagina. Or vagina. Yeah. So very funny. Very well done. Uh, then we see Josh is still at the schoolhouse trying to fix the door that was jammed, showing that he's not giving up and that he's going to see things through, which this action impresses Emma. And just as they're about to connect, Betsy and her father, Farmer McDonough, burst into the classroom and attempt to force Josh to marry Betsy at gunpoint. But Emma steps in and disarms Farmer McDonough, uh, takes his gun apart, and sends him home to think about his actions. 
Josh is very impressed by this and Emma and him continue to connect and she starts to ask Josh about life in the big city. And when she does, we hear the startings of a big song and Josh, not wanting to sing, starts yelling about not wanting to sing. And because everybody in Schmigadoon doesn't hear the music like Josh and Melissa do, they just kind of go into song as if it's natural. She takes this as a personal affront and storms off and Josh is left frustrated and confused. So Josh seeks out help from Melissa asking what musical is he in? How can he help win Emma over? And Melissa begrudgingly uh, gives him the advice that most likely he is recreating the musical Music Man, where you have a prim and proper educator of the town and and, and a lisping brother. And so she basically says that in Music Man, Harold Hill gives uh, Winthrop a, a trumpet. And because of that, then that wins over Marion. So she says he should do something similar. And just as Josh is about to leave, uh, in comes Nancy and her, and her partner. Uh, and they are about to have the baby. And so Josh stays and helps Melissa deliver the baby, which according to Melissa came out completely dry, which made her job a lot easier. Uh, Josh then leaves to go find an instrument to impress Carson with. And Melissa, as she's filling out the birth certificate, is... Yell, is is yelled at by the returning Doc Lopez. And he is very upset with what she did. And Melissa calls him on it. She she, does, she has the very iconic uh, Maria and Captain Von Trapp yelling match. They recreate that here. And she even says that she gave Doc Lopez's parents the um, lubricant and she's encouraging them to use it and going through and, and for them to go through the entire Kama Sutra. And we then cut to Old Doc Lopez has died of a heart attack while doing poses from the Kama Sutra. <laughs> and at the funeral, Reverend Layton reveals that it wasn't so long ago that Doc Lopez was in here because he lost his wife, which Melissa did not know about. And then as they're in the church after some prodding about seizing the day by Melissa, Mary Medlove stands up and comes out to the entire town uh, revealing, revealing that he is gay. And this sends Florence crying out of the church to go lock herself in her home. Mildred, upon seeing this revelation, now really sees her opportunity to seize power, and so she begins to devise a plan with a very big Joker smile on her face. And then after the funeral, Carson and Josh are out in the playground by the schoolhouse, and Josh recreates the scenario from the music man by giving Carson a kazoo, because he couldn't find any other instrument in town, so he can participate in the uh, class musical numbers. And Carson excitedly shows Emma, which in turn results in her beginning to fall for Josh. And Josh is shocked that this actually worked. Later that evening, reflecting on the day and his growing respect for Melissa, Doc Lopez softens and he declares his love for her while Emma admits her love for Josh. Both couples end the episode by kissing their, their partner and snow begins to fall. All right, so let's get into some new characters or characters that have now been given the chance to come to the forefront of the episode. So first character is Emma Tate, played by Ariana DeBose. We've seen her since episode one. She was set up in episode one in the first song of the town. And she's been in certain community scenes, but she hasn't really been the focus of an episode. And so this was really nice to see her now get her time to shine. And Ariana DeBose is so charismatic in this role. Every time she's on screen, she exudes confidence, and this role is a great modern reinterpretation of the Mary and the Librarian character from Music Man, who 
originally is played as very prudish and standoffish. And Debose is not standoffish about herself. She is very much someone who is educated, who is who who is just trying to enlighten the town. And so she's not that she's not welcoming. Marion is very unwelcoming at the beginning of the musical. She is welcoming, but she also is someone who pushes the town in directions that maybe they're not overly comfortable with. And so that was great. I mean, the disarming scene where she bat where she's a badass and she um breaks the gun is great. It once again it shows how strong this character is. And I mean, uh it's that type of scene that made me go, oh, her Anita is gonna be something really interesting to watch in this upcoming West Side Story remake. And I just love how DeBose is carrying herself like a classic stereotypical educator, but still giving that bit of modern wink to the audience. And you can see she cares deeply for her class and for Carson, which is beautiful. You see that love come out of her as a good educator. Um, it's just slight, slight little improv things you see her do in the classroom, like just looping someone on the nose, giving them a nice smile, little things like that. And it's great to see the wide range of characters that she plays. I mean, she played the Bullets in Hamilton. She was just Alyssa Green in The Prom with Keegan-Michael Key. And now she's doing this role before she before we see her as Anita in West Side Story. So we've seen her cover a wide spectrum of different characters. So it's been really great to kind of see her in these roles. And it really gets you excited for her upcoming performance in West Side Story. So next we have Doc Lopez, played by Jamie Camille. And this role is clearly based off Captain Von Trapp. And Camille plays the role very well. But this is very much a reprisal of a similar role he played in Jane the Virgin. So, I mean, either way, Camille does well. And it's nice to have uh, this, the, the, this, this character who, at the beginning of a lot of Roger Hammerstein's, like the King of Siam, or like Captain Von Trapp, who's tough on the exterior, but you realize there's a heart beating underneath. And I think Camille does that really well. The only thing I would have liked is to have that time with the, the, the time of the softening happen a little bit faster, but part of the joke and a lot of these golden age shows is that it happens like that so that's kind of the funny thing about it is that you want to see more time develop but at the same time you know it just moves at that quick pace so what are you gonna do uh but over overall him and melissa uh, are very good together they do have a very nice quality about them that they're that they, that they like to push each other so you can see that there's a good partnership potential partnership there then we have reverend howard layton the husband of Mildred Layton, played by Kristen Chenoweth, and uh, Reverend Layton is played by Fred Armisen. And Armisen's Reverend Layton has been appearing throughout the show, once again, like Emma Tate, showing up in community scenes, having a few one-liners here and there, or giving small looks. So it's great to kind of see him now get a little bit more to do in the episode. He still hasn't had a song. I don't know if he ever will. Maybe he will. Um, besides the community numbers he participates in. So... But he is a great reverend. Like you can see why the town likes this guy so much and why he is so listened to. Because he has this great way of being kind, but also having some good comedic looks and moments there. Uh, it's wonderful. And I mean, him and Christian Chenoweth have great chemistry together. It's funny watching her kind of browbeat all the time and him kind of suffering along with it in, in a really great comedic comedic way. And I mean, him and Alan Cummings. Um, Mayor Menlove do have a really great sincere connection with each other, whether that's just friendship or more, we'll have to wait and see, but it is a nice connection either way that I think is just lovely. So 
it's been really nice. And I mean, he has to deliver some very heartfelt monologues, like the one we saw in the church uh, in the last episode where he was talking all about true love and it was great. So he's done a really great job with this very heartfelt, sincere character. So well done there. Uh, now we have the songs of the episode. So we kicked off our song list with with all of your heart. So here's a slice of good advice that I'm obliged to impart. You must always try your best. The life puts you to the test. You must always try your best. With all of your heart. Which is the big imitate uh in, in in class song and this is very much the classic educator song so things like whistle a happy tune getting to know you from the king and i are open the windows from anna green gables the musical uh this definitely is playing on the trope of the female educator singing with a chorus of children which is very kind of a, a classic stereotypical thing you can find in golden age musicals and yet it also has a bit of that modern West Side Story or modern for their time, West Side Story jazzy flair to them. And that's kind of neat. And I mean, the way Ariana DeBose sings this, she has a bit of a modern riff to the song, too. So it's great that we're seeing how the character of Emma, who is a little bit further, more progressive than the rest of the time, does have a bit more of a um, stronger, more modern way of singing her Golden Age song, which is a nice touch. There. Also, the kids do a great job dancing and keeping up with DeBose, uh, particularly during the desk tap dance moment. It was a solid dance sequence. They were really fun together. So great work. I thoroughly thought everybody in that scene did a really good job. I also liked how in the scene, they slipped in some great Broadway named Easter eggs, just like we saw at the basket auction. This time we get the name drops of Tommy and Zanita. Uh, and those are the young names of the young couple from the Music Man. So once again, we're getting some great Music Man homage there, which is setting up that that's the musical Josh has to use to get to Melissa or get to Emma, as it were. Then we have our next song, which is sung by Melissa, and it's Vagina. Vagina is where the penis goes. Ovaries make eggs for you and me. Testes are where the sperm repose. Cervix is where they can swim free. Fallopian tubes are where both of them meet. Uterus is where cells start to sprout. Placenta is what they like to eat. Till the baby comes straight out. Uh, and that song is an obvious most clear parody in the show it's the song that's re that that's that's reusing the do re mi from sound music we get the same melody the same rhythmic structure and so this song is very clearly meant to be a parody it's not meant to be a new reinterpretation of a golden age song it's literally meant to be this is a funny teacher song and we're going to do the exact same thing here yet the song even though it's a parody is still very much educational. You actually could play this song in a health class. It actually would teach the kids. So good job to the writers for that. And it's even funny how they even got the fake strumming of the guitar in there, kind of like what you see in, in, in the real sound of music, where Maria doesn't actually play the guitar, but she just strums, mimes it. And that's really funny too. 
My only complaint is that this song is over too sh- is too quickly. It's, it's too short. I would have loved to have seen it go longer and have like a whole montage, just like in the Sound of Music movie where Doremi goes over several days in different locations. It would have been great to see Melissa kind of stirring up the other bachelorettes in town with this song, teaching them about sex education or something, including Melissa as a OBGYN doctor. Uh, is all about that teaching young teaching women about sexual health and sexual reproduction and safe sex. So it would have been great to see Melissa getting a little bit bigger with this song and getting the more of the girls in town involved in it. So that would have been really nice. But it's still a fun scene. I, I laughed throughout. Then we have the song sung by Mayor Men Love again, which is the Somewhere Love is Waiting for You coming out reprise. Homosexual. It's no longer subtextual. I'm attracted to men, not you, man. And there isn't much new here. It's very much kind of like the second act, uh, our act two reprise that we see where the same melody is used, but whereas in act one, the version of the song is a song we get a question or a situation set up that we need to resolve. Here in Act 2, the reprise is now the payoff and the resolution to that moment. So once again, uh, in Episode 2, we had uh, the mayor's closeted sexuality being hinted at, and he had this big song about it, and now we get the payoff that he's coming out in this scene, and it's lovely. It's a really great scene, and Al coming once again, his enthusiasm, his rich voice and comedy is great. Knowing when to kind of talk sing versus big sing, it's really well done, so... It's a solid payoff moment for the audience that we knew was coming, but it was still great to see it happen. Uh, then we have the final song of the episode, which is Suddenly. There's no sense in trying to explain it. What and where and why and when and how. All I know is suddenly I love you. And suddenly Apparently, this is a replacement song for original concept of a song called We Neck in the Basement, which was based off of the song We Kiss in the Moonlight from The King and I. But this song is very much a classic love duet about how quickly the couple in a musical can fall in love with each other. A song is based off of other classic romance duets, like It Only Takes a Moment from Hello, Dolly. And structurally, it's similar to Something Good from The Sound of Music where the soaring anthem of Till There Was You from, from the music band. Yet, in most cases, the romance duet is sung by both individuals in the coupling, yet here, only Emma and Doc Lopez sing, and Melissa and Josh do not, which is implying that while there are, there's an attraction with both these couples, Melissa and Josh are maybe not as in on this partnership. There may still be some lingering feelings between the two of them that they got to resolve. But there's still that great conflict set up of these partnerships do have potential. So what happens next? Who knows? We will find out. But overall, it's a very great classic romantic Broadway duet. So it's lovely. All right. End of the episode. Final thoughts. So this is a very full episode with a lot happening. I'd say almost too much happening 
in the sense of I would have preferred we see the events of this episode split over two episodes, as there's certainly enough plot in these episodes to fill um, uh, f- fill out another episode versus squishing all this plot detail into one. Like, like it would have been great to see a little bit more time with um, Josh and Emma in the classroom working together and seeing Melissa once again building the town up, educating them, really leaning into her doctor thing that everybody keeps talk, telling her she's not a doctor. So seeing a little bit more of her doing that and then giving more time to men love and his coming out story. So I would have loved to have seen that stretched a little bit more, given a little bit more time. But even then, it was still, even though this is a very plot-heavy episode, it's still the action and the pace of the episode was fast and good enough that at the time when you're watching, you don't notice that you go, oh, maybe we should slow down a bit and give a bit more time out there to give a little bit more depth to the moment. But overall, it's a solid, solid episode. I can't, I can't complain. Once again, this is another great episode with a lot of good songs that I thoroughly enjoy listening to. And I mean, I'm really excited for next week because in the next episode, because that's when Chris Channel finally gets her big uh, You Got Trouble song. So we'll get to talk about that in the next episode. But overall, this is another great episode. I mean, is it my favorite? Maybe not, because I, as I said, I would like to see a little bit more depth given. I mean, we had two and a half episodes to kick the show off and do the whole Danny and Betsy partner pairing stuff. So would have liked to see maybe a little bit more time given to Emma and Doc Lopez because they clearly seem to be the stronger coupling for this, for Melissa and Josh to compete with. So there we go. All right. Well, in that case, uh, let's wrap it up. So thank you so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed uh, another mini episode review. We got another two episodes to go before we're done. And then hopefully by then we'll be ready for season four of, of the podcast. Yay. Um, so stay tuned for that. You can find and follow me at Mackenzie Hunter on all social media platforms. You can follow my antics with Cup of Hemlock at Cup of Hemlock Theater. And, and you can find, uh, all our Cup of Hemlock now on podcast format too. So if you want to listen to some of our episodes on the go, you can most certainly do that for sure. In the meantime, everybody stay healthy, stay safe. And just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the week. And we'll see you with our next uh, review. Thanks. Bye.